Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with some amazing guests. And as always, every show we have an amazing guest for you. Um, sometimes we have two shows, but today we got one. And we've got Andrea coming on. I think you're going to like her. Um, she's got really great music. And we're, and we're looking forward to um, kind of getting to know her and her background a little bit. So Andrea, are you here? Yes, I am here. And thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure to bring you on. I mean, you've been doing some great things lately. Yeah, so we're excited. We just released my EP about two weeks ago or so. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, so awesome. that's been exciting. And so as we get started here, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview about you. So... Um, of course, I'm Andrea, and I am originally from Los Angeles, so um, I definitely grew up with like, a very musical family. Everyone kind of in yeah. the industry is, you know, from playing, being an artist or being in lighting mm. and direction and all of that, so I was kind of always around that as a kid, um, and then I did grow up in Virginia for some time, too, so I feel like that's oh, where yeah. I got those influences from, and then... Um, Eventually, I made my way back to California, which is where I went to um, music business college and interned here and there, um, fresh out of college. And um, I made my move to Nashville three years ago this summer. So it's been awesome. So how's Nashville been treating you? I love it. I love it. It definitely has like a good sense of community out here. And um, I really do love it out here. And, you know, I love that you say community because it, you know, and we're planning on moving there next year, actually. Um, yeah. What I so love about, about that. Nashville is the community because, um, and I, I always like to share this example of Nashville. And and some people might see this as a something small, but to me, this is big. Um, but about six months ago or so, I reached out on Facebook and I've got a lot of Nashville friends and I got a lot of Savannah friends where we are in Savannah. And, and I mm-hmm. asked, you know, and I was looking for someone local actually. Uh, and I asked, has anybody got an extra podcast mic they'd like to get rid of that I'd like, I'll come by and get. And I'm thinking local now, of course, that's why I said it that way. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. thinking Savannah. And one of my Nashville friends private messaged me, said, what's your address? I've got one and I'll mail it to you. Oh, that's so sweet of them. And that that to me is what Nashville's about. Yeah, I definitely um, you know, it's just such a different environment than Los Angeles, of course. Of course I love LA, but I feel like people here are definitely more willing to help one another and, you know you kind of get and, and of course that, and that was probably a few months before the um big tornadoes and then when the tornadoes came that really showed what Nashville's about. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. So, yeah, it's been really cool to see all of that and everybody just kind of come together here. So I like to get started with a little light stuff first before we really dig deep. Um, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Aside from music, I'm very big into fashion and fitness and all of that. So if you follow me on social media, you see that I do post a lot about that kind of stuff too. And then, you know, all, all kind of music, really, not just country music. I'm a big pop fan and, you know, I love rock. I have a lot of rock influences too. And I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I really like all sorts of genres. And, you know, all that makes sense being that you're actually 
from L.A., you know. <laughs> Everything you yeah, mentioned, exactly. you, you think of L.A. there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a blend of a bunch of different cultures and influences, so definitely yeah. that is reflected in so what's my the, music and all of that. What's something quirky about you? Um, <laughs> I love to <laughs> laugh, and my, my friends and I love to prank people. I think that's, like, what people usually know me as. <laughs> and we love this that question because you know we never know how they're gonna how y'all are gonna answer and, and we've had some amazing answers to tell you. <laughs> oh, we have. It was fun. <laughs> oh, I bet. <clears throat> so, at what age did you know this is what you want to do with your life? That this this could actually be a career. It wasn't probably till late into um, high school when obviously all my friends and everybody around me was applying to colleges and, you know, all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of knew that I wanted to, I always wanted to pursue music, but it wasn't until I was a little older that I was like, no, this is what I actually want to do. So um, my parents and I compromised and we, I went to a music, (laughs) a contemporary college, um, where I studied mm-hmm. music or vocal performance and music business. So um, I'm really thankful that I did do that. But, you know, it was when it, I was in my later teens that I realized that I wanted to actually pursue it as a career. And did you get flack when you made that decision from people? Because, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, because, you know, of course, making it to like a Blake Shelton or a Miranda, it's almost impossible. And it's not impossible, but it's close to that. But a lot of people don't understand that there are many different levels of music, and there are people that you'd never know. They're, they're, they have a career, not only do they have a career, they're making a living off of it. And so people don't get that, that you don't have to be a Blake to actually have a career. Yeah, I mean, maybe like my older relatives kind of, you know, mm-hmm. would ask those questions, but I never really let that affect my decision making, and my parents are really. Yeah. Um, Supportive, mm-hmm. so I just kind of always went for it without second guessing it. That's really good. So at this point right now, what drives you? I mean, what moves you to get out of bed each morning to keep this um, career moving forward? Definitely just wanting it really badly, and obviously wanting to just get my music out there and my story out there, and that's really just what motivates me. And you know, I have such really talented friends and people around me too. So that kind of just motivates you to be better. What would you say is one of the crazier moments that's maybe happened to you on stage? It could be embarrassing. It could be crazy. Just something that, that happened on stage and you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> um, I remember when I was first starting to play out in L.A., um, my guitar player managed to break like two guitar strings or whatever. And I remember like a guitar tech was trying to hand him the guitar, and, but he was trying to also like be behind me and not have me notice. And as soon as I looked over, I was like, what the hell's going on without actually saying those words? But just with my face, but that's when you just kind of learn that you've got to just trust those other just people to figure it. it out. You can't, yeah, you can't stress about what they're going to do. <laughs> That's like I remember on one of the Facebook Live takeovers that we had recently. Mm-hmm. One of the girl, the girl was um, playing, and she broke a guitar string while she's on the Facebook Live, and she's yeah. like, "I'll just deal with it." She, she's like, "You know, there's no way she had time to 
fix that. So no, she just she ran, ran with it without – she kept playing like that. It never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had a, I've had a couple of technical difficulties, too. I did an I Instagram Live the other day, and I didn't realize that I didn't mm. put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and then somebody tried to call me, <laughs> and that person tried to call me back. Oh, wow. And I'm like, really? You guys don't even call me when I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> the time and, 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 and have you noticed too when people do call you and you're in the middle of something it's like they have to keep trying to call you then because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean even for this show I put on do not disturb but every now and then I'll forget and I hear and I'm like okay and I'll look while I'm talking and I'm like well they know I'm on this show right now and yeah. and it's like, it's like okay, come on now. You don't have to keep calling. I'll call. <laughs> and and I've learned my lesson because, you know, when I'm not on the show, I, if someone calls and I'm not ready to talk at that point, I can just shoot it straight to voicemail. I've done I've done that while I'm on this show, and it knocked me off the off the air. And I'm sorry, I won't do. And, and and Sandy had to um talk for a little. I mean, she was like. Just thrown out, thrown to the wolves here, so to speak. And yeah, and I was like, um, at that point, I was like, Sandy, talk for about two or three minutes because I'm trying to log back in. (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) that is hilarious. (laughs) So when you look back at your career right now, so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Um, I think a really, really fun moment for me was probably playing one of the bigger festivals I played at was Country Jam Colorado in mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and it was just mm-hmm. a lot of artists that I looked up to. So that was a cool moment, um, being able to do that and that's when I had less of a following and less things going on like mm-hmm. with my team. So it was pretty cool to be able to do that. And I was pretty young too, I guess. Hmm. That's really cool. Any more that stand yeah. out? Excuse me? Any more that stand out? A lot of just places here in Nashville that I've gotten to, you know, play and just you're in the room with people that are just so freaking talented, just kind of opens your eyes and be like, wow, I get to do this kind of stuff and be surrounded by these people. That's awesome, too. So have you done, like, a lot of co-writing with people yet? Yeah, I definitely have. I definitely have my smaller group that I like to – collaborate with and get opinions with and I know that they'll give me my um you know best most honest um mm-hmm. opinion so um yeah I I like to write by myself sometimes but I can mm-hmm. I on if I'm being completely honest and candid I love to finish it off with somebody that I trust <laughs> too because I don't think that yeah. one person can make something perfect <laughs> so so tell us the first time that you've done a collaboration group, what was that like for you? I mean, because you walk into the thing, of course, I'm sure you have no idea what's, you know, how all that works. So what was going through your mind? Um, It's intimidating, of course, at first. It's definitely when, you know, first starting out, you just have to learn to trust them. And, you know, songwriting is obviously mm-hmm. really personal. So you're kind of telling them your life story in a way and, having to collaborate but you just kind of learn to just not be afraid of what they think or you know you just get used Mm -hmm. to it now one thing i like to do is we talk about some of the highs um 
on here. I always like to go the other way too, because I think a lot of pe- a lot of people they see the glory of the artist, but they never see the grind. They never see what it really takes. Mm-hmm. They never see the struggles, the sacrifice, none of that. And so people don't really understand that side of it, because you know, let's face it, you know, a nine to five job is great, but there is there is none of that wondering if you're ever going to make it, wondering where the next dollar is going to come, wondering, you know, so many things that go along with being an artist. And where I want this to go, I'll tell a little story. Um, <clears throat> back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that time, they were full-time with, with music. And mm-hmm. one of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would you give an up-and-comer? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music. Go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, because once you make it a career, it's a game changer. You have to eat different. You have to sleep different. You have to think different. You have to be different. You, uh, if you could have a bad day today, but if you got a gig tonight, you got a smile like it's the best day ever. The family mm-hmm. has to sacrifice. She, she goes, although it's me and my daughter are the front people, our whole family has to sacrifice. We don't get to do birthdays like we like most people. We don't get to mm-hmm. do barbecues like most people. If we got gigs, we don't get to. We don't have that time. She goes, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there about the sacrifices. That's so true. I mean, um, personally, this is my – so I actually have another – you know, I have, like, a full-time job, and yeah. I would consider me a full-time musician. But, um, you know, I think in the wake of COVID and everything that I'm seeing other artists go through, I'm just really happy that I have a job and career path that I really do yeah. like. Um because I, I work at a plastic surgery office. That's my other oh, wow. um, thing that I do. So, But I also have the free time to do work. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty much I'm not um, struggling every single month to figure out how I'm going to, you know, just live day to day. So mm-hmm. I'm blessed yeah. that I get to do that. But, um, you know, I tell a lot of artists, I'm like, you have to make money to be a musician so a lot of us struggle to because I mean everything costs so much so um yeah I mean it's it's crazy but if I think that doing it full-time is definitely um possible but you also gotta you know have a healthy balance of work and everything else too in your life crazy yeah, yeah. because, I mean, what Allison, of course, what she wasn't saying was you got everybody's got to go full-time now, but you get to that point where if it's going to be a career, you have to think like a full-time artist. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I also tell people, you know, don't make it don't, – don't quit your job until you can financially handle doing music, full, you know, com- completely. And know know the taxes you've got to pay because a lot of people could quit too early and think, well, okay, I, I'm matching my pay, and then they're forgetting they're not paying taxes on that yet. I mean, they're paying taxes, but it's at the end of the year a lot of times instead of right immediately oh, like yeah. with a job, you get taken out. So, and then you got the self-employment tax that comes out. So all of a sudden they get to the end of the year and they're like, well, I haven't made much money. And then they come to find they see this, you know, thousands of dollars of taxes. Oh, whoa, how much? How's that? A lot of people are surprised. 
Yeah, and you you just have to be really smart and just, you know, responsible, I guess, with your money to, you know, pursue it full time. <clears throat> so what are some venues that you really love to play that you've played so far? Um, I really liked playing Mercy Lounge at the Canary Ballroom. That's been a lot of fun. Um, Whiskey mm-hmm. Jones probably one of the funnest showcases around town, so that one's been probably one of my favorites just because the energy in there is always so high mm-hmm. no matter where you – no matter what night. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break real quick, commercial break, and then we're going to come back and play your song, Now I'm Gone, and talk about that. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right, just hang on the line. Okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
Yeah, Thank great you so song. Much. Thanks. So tell us a story Yeah, I really, really that. love that one. Um, so I actually wrote that song a couple of years ago with um, my then-time professor in, at my music college named Bette Laughlin. He goes by Leland. Um, he's gone off to do pretty big things now. Um, he looked up to Zane. He writes for a lot of major artists now, and he's really killing it. Um, but we kind of, I kind of went back to that song a couple years ago after I went back out, I got out of a really crappy relationship to say the very least. And that's when that song just kind of resonated more with me. And that's when I was like, I really need to go in and record this one. And we kind of picked it apart a little bit. And um, that's how that one came about. Oh, well, wow. <clears throat> so what is your songwriting process? I mean, what, what are you thinking when you start to write a song? In most cases. I mean, I know it's different for every song, but just generic. Um, like, for example, I have a couple rights this weekend, so I kind of have a couple concepts in my head and a little bit of like mm-hmm. a, a vibe or something that I'm going for. And then I kind of just my notes, uh, my voice memos app is just crazy with just me either humming or um, playing something really basic on the guitar just to have a little um, idea of what to show them so they don't think I'm completely crazy when I'm trying to just explain verbally what I'm coming up with. And that's just kind of how it starts. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so as you know, um, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see the team. And, and we both know that it really takes a team for the whole artist to work. For you to be able to do the artistry that you do, it takes people behind you a lot of times. Um, so mm-hmm. take a minute or two to talk about, you know, your PR people, your producers, and all the different people that you, you'd like to take time with, because I always like to give them a little bit of honor too. Yeah. So um, obviously you probably know my PR, Brickshore Media, Nicole and Jill back there. They are <laughs> fabulous. So I've been really excited mm-hmm. to just start working with them. I Wow, almost a year ago, which is crazy because time flies. Oh, wow. Um, so they've been awesome, um, and I really, really trust those girls. And, you know, they've just been incredibly, like, supportive, especially through all this craziness going on. Um, so they're amazing. Um, and then my the guy who produced – the producer on this last EP, Jason Mader, is a good family friend back in L.A. Um, so he actually works with – used to work with my cousins who um, – on some of their music. And then um, – he he's a big country pop guy, so that's how we got connected. Oh, wow. And then, um, yeah, so 
I still consult with him a lot about music stuff um, and what I'm kind of going for. And then right now I'm collaborating with another really talented producer, Chris Condon. So he does a lot of cool stuff around town too. Um, And yeah, so we're just kind of in the studio trying to um, just come up with more music for this year. And, you know, I have, I've found my good reach of just like good photography Mm -hmm. friends and filmographer friends that, you know, we all, everyone's kind of starting out in the same boat. So everyone's kind of helping each other and everybody's willing to, you know, just collaborate. So what's your parent, you know, I know you said that you had the will and deal to say that you'll go to college and be on music because they've wanted college. What does your parents think now of what, what you're doing? They're so supportive and they're like my number one fans and I'm really thankful oh, for wow. that. So, yeah, I think they're So tell us a definitely. parent story where, tell us something that they've, it could be recent, it could be a while back, but tell us a parent story that they've done something where they went above and beyond and you were like, wow, they really get this. They get that this is my passion. You know, they've, anytime I've called them, you know, in tears or just doubting what I'm doing, they give me a pet top and tell me not to be a baby and quit basically. <laughs> and, you know, my dad's helped me a lot just, you know, just in every mm-hmm. way that they possibly could. So I'm thankful for that. <clears throat> That's really good because <clears throat> family is important. I know, you know, some people don't really have the family unit together, but family is so important, and we like to see it. We like to see when parents do support the artists, and that's like with us. We we consider our show a family affair. We kind of joke about, and we always like to bring our eight year old on, ask one quick question. So he's gonna, Sandy's gonna get him on real quick, <clears throat> ask his totally. question. He's on almost every show. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, uh, he, you know, he loves, and he'll come and go quick, you know. <laughs> he does, but he loves to be part of. Here's Christopher with his question. Hi, Andrea. What's your favorite food? <laughs> oh my God! Hi. Um, favorite food, honestly, pizza and burgers. And what's yours, yeah. Chris? <laughs> pizza. You can never go wrong. <laughs> He loves pizza. He okay, could, bye. He could eat pizza. Yeah, I told you he comes and goes quick. <laughs> he 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 pretends he's not shy, but he he's got some shyness in him. But but yet he, but yeah, he'll walk up to anybody. So I guess it's just selective shyness. <laughs> oh, how yeah. funny! Oh yeah, he would talk to anybody. <laughs> he loves everybody. <laughs> But then you put him on the spot, he's a little shy. So he, he's got a little bit of something. Yeah, he is a little bit. That, that's true. <laughs> so if, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? Um, Co-write, co-write. Probably Marin. I think she's so talented and no, that would be I awesome. look up to her big time. What do you think you'd want to write with her about? What I would write with her about? Probably about yeah. a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Good breakup, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, if he was, and if he was sitting down with her right now, what would be one of your first questions you'd want to ask her? Just how did she, you know, keep going to get as far as she did would be my main question. 
So keeping on the songwriting thing, um, is there mm-hmm. a current song out there? And I guess it don't have to be current, but I like them better if they're current. But if there, is there a current or at least a past song out there that you've heard and you're like, man, I wish I wrote that? Probably every song on the new Haley Witters album. She's so oh, wow. good. Every song I've been like, wow, I wish I could have that. <laughs> <laughs> so is there is there a song of yours that means the most? You know, because some people have that one special song, and some people say all my songs are special. So is there a song that like you're there's just something that meaning, and what is it, and why? It was definitely Now I'm Gone. That was the one that was most personal to me and ah. the one that I was just kind of um, most careful about releasing because I wanted it to just be the right time and, you know, when I was ready. So that one's definitely probably the most oh, personal okay. to me to date. <clears throat> so I'm about to ask a question, and the way I'm asking it, I have a purpose behind it. I'll tell you the purpose right after it. But um, if what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in that way, I want artists to really think about what if it would come true. Because this past February made five the five-year anniversary that we asked um, Kelsey Ballerini that same question. And what she told us back then, five years ago, is exactly almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I always like to get artists open up. So if all bets were off and it would come true, where would you be in five years? In five years, I mean, realistically speaking, I would love to be um, a successful touring artist who just gets to do this for a living, you know, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, you know, I would hope to be able to play, you know, major venues and collaborate with, you know, artists that I love and respect too. And, you know, I just think that would be the ultimate goal. <clears throat> that would be awesome. So let's say you had a friend of yours. And let's say that they, um, you've heard them sing, him or her, and they have something. You, you could tell that there's something special about them. So it's not like it's like a fakeness. They really do have something there. They've, mm-hmm. and, let, and this would be pre This would be pre-COVID advice. So keep that in mind. Um, and, and let's say they play 20, maybe 30 shows. So they haven't done a whole. They're still getting their feet wet, but they've gotten on that stage, looked over the crowd. And they got what every artist says. They get that stage bug where they just know they're supposed to be in this. And they come to you, and they say, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life. What, would, what advice would you give that specific person that would help guide them the next two, three, four years? You know, just tell, I would just tell people to, or a friend, to just keep on. And it, I think it really comes down to finding your team, um, I think, and, mm-hmm. and people that, aren't just yes men that just tell you what you want to hear. You need to be surrounded by people that are going to actually give you constructive criticism Mm -hmm. and advice to actually better you, not just be like, oh, you're great, you're perfect. (laughs) Because I think that's what a lot of people (laughs) do, and sometimes they're just led to make the wrong decisions, and, you know, that's never good. But um, that to say, I would just tell that person to just be cautious of who they bring in there you know, circle and just mm-hmm. be, and I think another thing too is, um, you know, I've learned just to be as um, budget friendly with the things that you have to do, you know, like so many, That's I see true. so many people mm-hmm. get scammed out of, oh, this person said that they'll do this for me, but it's going to cost me this much money. And you're like, um, 
are you sure you should be doing that? You know, so just if you can't do it, you don't pressure yourself because something else will come come out. You know, that's kind of what I've learned as well. You know, we've tried to do certain things in the campaign where we ended up losing money. And, you know, I'm like, you know, if you mm-hmm. can't afford it at this rate right now, another opportunity will come along. Yeah, because the, the, the sad part is uh, Sandy and I have been part of many different industries. But one thing we've noticed about mm-hmm. music it, it seems to have the most scam artists in any other industry we've been in. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, you have people who go, well, I'll get you in front of this person if you pay me X amount of dollars. And you're like, that's a red flag. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got to yeah, you gotta trust your gut and try to not fall for those kind of things, you know. That's, that's good. I remember the best advice I think we've gotten before we launched our show one of my Nashville friends, I asked, what advice would he give? And I think it's great advice for whether you're an artist, a host, or really anybody in life, but especially if you're in a creative type um, platform. And I remember he said, uh, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. He said, because you could tell every Bobby Bones joke or every Ty Bentley joke, and you might be good at that. You might be pretty good at be pretending to kind of emulate them. He says, but the the problem is the day will come when authentic Chris comes out, and when that day comes, you're going to lose almost all your audience, if not all of them, because they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake Chris. So if you stay authentic, your show might grow slower, but you'll you'll gain the right audience. No, and that's true. And you know, I've I've heard that a lot with a lot of you know a lot of people you know posting Mm -hmm. things especially right now where the world is just going through so much. And, you know, I have friends that are like, I'm posting this and I'm losing followers. And I'm like, well, you don't want them anyway if they're not going to, you know, <laughs> buy you. Because yeah, right now it's so de- de- divisive that you could post something that has nothing to do with anything political, but yet it becomes political. Yeah, exactly. So you got to just learn to not let it affect you. So as we end this here, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but kind of never do? Excuse me? So, you know, as we, you know, what's a question that you wish hosts like us would ask out of, out of all the interviews you do? Um, what's a question that you never get asked but you kind of wish people would ask? Um. I think what you guys just asked me about advice, because I feel like a lot of people who listen to these kind of shows, you know, you know, mm-hmm. like I listen to other artists' interviews just to kind of hear their stories, but no one really talks yeah. about the things I wish they didn't do, like spending money and trusting the wrong people. I think that that's just real, and, you know, I think it's great to love talk that. about those kind of things. And I love it that, you know, anytime an artist says that their question is what we've already asked, I love that. <laughs> we do because <laughs> we've built yeah, our okay. show around that que- question. In fact, like the uh, the whole I remember about fifty, sixty episodes back, maybe maybe even longer than that. I remember um, the answer to that question from one of the girls was um, was the quirky question. So I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me. And Sandy <laughs> and I were like, oh, we we like that, and and, yeah, and that's been in every show. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> that's been in every episode because, and it's been crazy the answers we get. I mean, some have stunned us, but it's been cool. Yeah, some have been really honest, and we love that. <laughs> yeah, the more, the more honest, the better. Yep. Yeah. So tell everybody how they can reach you through social media and stuff. So my social media is actually at Drea Vasquez. That's what it is on Twitter and Instagram, which is probably the you know biggest platforms right now. So at Drea Vasquez, D-R-E-A-V-A-S-Q-E-Z, or Andrea Vasquez Music um, Official dot com. Or I'm sorry, I lied. It's Andrea Vasquez Official dot com. Um, I'm blending together my email addresses and all of that. But yeah, so that's where you'll be able to find links to my music and just everything in general. Perfect. And you know what? We enjoyed having you on today. We thank did. You. I really enjoyed this conversation with you guys, and thank you so much for taking the time to interview me. Great, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Totally. Me too. I would love to come back. <laughs> Just let me know when. All right. Absolutely. You have a blessed day. All right. Well, you guys Bye. take care. Bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.